We believe you have a story to share. For 2,000 years, humankind has believed in the power of story. In healthcare, we're finding ways to better heal those who are in front of us. Join us as we explore healing stories now. Welcome again to another edition of Healing Stories, and it is a great honor to be with Dr. Sandin today. And Dr. Sandin, thank you for being here. Martin, thanks for having me. And um, first off, I'd like to congratulate you for compiling this fantastic series on healing stories, which is very powerful and which truly gives us an opportunity to share, you know, medical miracles and stories of healing in this fast-paced life. Thank you, Dr. Sanon. And, and really, that's what we're here today to talk about is miracles. And I wonder if you have uh, anything as you begin to uh, tell us who you are, uh, because that would be a great way to introduce. So maybe just a little bit about who you are and, and sure. for our audience. So, you know, I'm an interventional cardiologist, um, and um, I'm here with Mercy. I've been here for the past two years or so. Um, in a very busy practice. Um, I was born and raised in India, did my medical school there, and I did training in Houston and San Antonio. Um, you know, as an interventional cardiologist, Martin, uh, I think we have the opportunity to witness um, patients who are very sick, very, very ill. And, you know, in my practice, I've seen a lot of patients who are sick with acute heart attacks, very weak heart pumps, they're on the verge of death. And it is during these testing and trying times that, you know, we have to come across, come together using all our skills as a doctor and then using all our, you know, faith and, you know, hope in the Lord to help us help a patient who is literally dying. In this moment where you and I are having this conversation, we are literally five feet from where people will live or die. And you can hear some of the sounds of people moving back and forth. And and we're struck by this movement of life and death that you deal with every day. How do you deal with that? You know, it it becomes the way of life as an interventional cardiologist to deal with high-stress situations. But more importantly, it's important to be very, very calm during stressful situations when you're dealing with a patient with an acute heart attack who's had a cardiac arrest in the cat lab. You know, I quickly say a prayer while I'm doing my very best to try and open up a blocked artery or put in that pump, do everything possible to save that patient. You say a prayer. What prayer prayer usually comes to you in that moment? You know, it's, it's... all in a second, I say, God, just help me do the right thing for this patient and may thy will be done. Huh. You know, there are folks who make it and they have a very successful outcome. And, you know, I thank the Lord for that. And mm. it's, his, it's his wish that that patient should live. And there are others who don't. And that is also very, um, you know, it weighs on you. Mm-hmm. And the way I cope with that stress is I tell myself, well, you know, there's nothing above his will. Mm-hmm. And healing, life, and death are all in his hands. And we have to gracefully accept what he what he wills. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. So much of what you deal on a daily basis is a lack of control. Right. But you're also 
completely in control. That's and true. As human beings, we want to be in control. True. And you're in that moment using all of your expertise. You're keeping people alive. Yet you know something else is a larger force. Absolutely. I would imagine. Absolutely. And who taught you that? How did you come to believe that? Um, I think it's just been a part of me since childhood. You know, my parents are are spiritual, and I went to school. And one of my earliest memories of sort of connecting with the Lord are, you know, singing, singing, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> singing through my little hymn book in school every morning. And I still remember those hymns. And they just give such a powerful, there's such a powerful source of strength and succor in, in times of distress. I heard yeah. that you go home. And do you sing those songs? <laughs> I sometimes you, do. <laughs> you do. You sing from your childhood yes, hymn book? I, I do. I have that hymn book at home. Huh. And, um, you know, it's just amazing to reconnect, reconnect with those powerful songs. Many physicians have come and said to me, it's just hard to know how to keep going in this very uh, stressful time. And you've introduced to us this gift of singing that came from your childhood. And it's uh, important that we might reflect on what are the ways that when we leave work, Mm -hmm. how we are not just discharging Mm -hmm. from the stress, but we're recharging. Recharging. And and your sense of singing might be what other people out there, they might have other things that that they recharge with, right? Absolutely, they might have other things. And I think just knowing that there's a higher power above us and having that faith you know, they say faith that can move mountains. Mm-hmm. Really, having that faith really keeps me going. Mm-hmm. And of course, the strength and support from family. And Very know, important. As you are about to here. begin your own family, right? That's correct. That's your congratulations. Thank you so yeah. much, Martin. I mean, that, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. You know, as we talk, there's, there's one particular case. Well, there are a few, but there's one particular case where... Uh, really, the the power of healing caused. Can you tell us about that? Absolutely. That miracle, that absolutely. power of healing in that absolutely. story. So there was this this lady who came in with an acute heart attack and a cardiac arrest. She was resuscitated with, with cardiopulmonary resuscitation and CPR, and I took her to the heart cath lab, opened up the blocked artery, and her heart stopped about eleven times during the case. Each time we gave her a shock, I thought to myself, well, this is not going right. This is, is not the right outcome. But each time she would surprise me. She bounced back. You know, her blood pressure finally stabilized. We got her to the ICU. And she woke up the next morning. It was just amazing. It truly was, you know. And there's another one where a patient had a heart pump of 5%. So we did everything we could. We put in a pump. We put in several cents. And literally looking at that heart pump beating just 5%, but normal is 55%, there was no hope she would recover. But here, five months out, I saw her in clinic last month, and she has a heart pump function of 45%. She's doing just fine. She's she's a new person, and it, it truly is amazing, you know. I don't think medical advances can explain this. Well, that's what is powerful, to know that you come to work every day. And you have the opportunity to link into something greater than yourself. And isn't it true that we lose that 
as we go through our day. <laughs> right? I mean, does that ever happen to you? Absolutely, it does, you know. We're so caught up in the rut of, of doing things and seeing patients and so on. But, you know, as Catherine McCauley said, you know, even a prayer, which is heartfelt and said in a second, is worth it. It's beautiful. So. Thank you so much for giving us Thank that you. prayer, for giving us those hymns, and also for being a witness that miracles do happen right here, 10 feet away from us here. Thank you, Martin. Thank, Thank you, you for Sam. having me. You're welcome. Join us next time for our healing stories. Oh.